This is professional radio, gentlemen. That's front wheel drive. Sorry, have you got anyone you want to thank? Just myself. And now we do the after hours. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, what would you go for? Thanks to your Okay, and because it's not a supercar. But it is. It's not. Automotive perfection comes in the form of two letters, A and U. Long live my LTD. Welcome to Car Talk. It's Tuesday night here on 90.9 Northwest FM. We're back in the studio again this week. Live online with Mr. Scotty Doe Johnson, Mr. David Prince, and Mr. Edward Bunting. How are you, gentlemen? Really well, thank you. Yeah, doing good, thank you. Evening one and all. <laughs> very good. I just want to. I just want to preface today's episode. It's uh, it was a very special birthday during last yes. week. Uh, yes. And uh, happy birthday, Mr. Prince. Thank you very much. I had a, as you well know, I had a spectacularly good festival of david for the first week of march so. <laughs> we don't have the actual number but i like breaking it down a bit into components mm. So, mm. for example i'm 45 so you might say for example i'm 30 15 okay 30, 15. Yeah. okay yeah, that I'm sounds 30, like a tennis stomachable so mm. you know david you could say you're 40 20 for example i could i could <laughs> Thank you. Well, I thought, I thought well, he was 20. 2020. Look at you, Scott. Yeah, he was 2020. You're a pillar of man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, didn't you say Scott, no. he was he was 21? Wasn't that wasn't that how old he turned? 21 looks good for 21. It's great. <laughs> you can't do anything about the uh, the chronological order of the years, sadly, but you can certainly do something about the way you feel about them. So that's right. That's true. That's what we. Uh, uh, ever up. Actually, a good mate uh, who's a little bit older than me said to me that I'm entering the fourth, not the last, the fourth chapter of of twin decades of your life, which is the one where you get to do what you want to do when you want to do it without having to worry about anyone else. Wow. So look out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to get out of that chapter. I'm still in it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get out of it. You're not in it yet. You're not in it yet. No, 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 but I'm, I'm, I'm in it now because I can do whatever I want. Oh, well. But that's what I mean. I don't want to get out of it. No, 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 no. I want to, I want to stay in it. No, that's, that's exactly chapter. right. It's, it's a, a good great chapter. chapter. And one of my old colleagues, and I'm, I'm sure I've said this before, but she was like, you know, because I was whinging about turning 30 years ago and she said, um, she said, Edward, you always want to have your birthday because the alternative is you're dead. So Precisely. You will either have it and enjoy it and or, or you're not here anymore. So you can yeah. go, well, column A, column B, I'll take column A, so you might as well roll with it and enjoy it. Mm. And everyone since then, since we had that discussion, I'm like, yep, yeah, bring it on. Absolutely. And thankfully, I, I work for myself, so I, I give the boss a, a stern talking to, and I actually take my birthday off now every year. <laughs> so, um, nice. I've had a number of people contact me last week even and saying, oh, we need you Thursday. I said, well, I'm afraid, I'm afraid yeah. you can't afford me Thursday because my <laughs> birthday surcharge is uh, so astronomically high that uh, you wouldn't be interested. So, I mean, if, if you well, if you had millions of dollars, let's per se, you'd be like, you might you might make an exception. But uh, True, true. Yeah, yeah, if they were saying, look, look, it's an emergency job. This car is going to Italy. It needs to look pristine. It's leaving in about five minutes. Can you come and fix it? We will give you, let's say, X amount of money. You'll be like, let me check my schedule. Uh, as but- long as the X has a lot of decimal places to the, mm. the dollar, then we will be fine. 
<laughs> Correct. Uh, a wise person once told me is like, you should be wary of what you charge because your time is valuable. So, um, so I I think that's a good way of of living, uh, Mr. Prince. You know, no true. amount of money in the world could have could have done for you on your birthday. So, <laughs> very true. No, but seriously, mate, happy birthday! You, you know, you're you 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 seem like you're you're doing you you're getting younger every time we see you, every time we talk to you. So overall, mate, we we just uh we just just we're pleased to see you and 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 pleased and pleased that you've that you've entered that that fourth chapter. Thank you, mate. That's very kind. Much appreciate. No worries. You're a bit of quiet. Oh, mate. We're, we're, <laughs> we'll give you an air hug, a screen hug. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, before we get David uh, into tears, let's move on into some car updates. Scotty Doe, we'll start with you. Your first one on tonight. Oh, starting with the, I was first, wasn't I? That's that's rare. It is rare. <laughs> Usually, I see the see the message pop up, and then I just mosey on over and turn my laptop on. <laughs> 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 oh, car updates. I don't really have anything actually. Not much in the way of cars. I think the only thing kind of car related is I watched the Formula Ones. Did, that? did you enjoy yes. seeing uh, Ricardo enjoying his eighteen million dollars a year just to sit there? Like, that's pretty good. It's not bad. Not bad. Just to chill. Um. Uh, yeah. No, I haven't haven't done anything since since last weekend. The cars are just been sitting there under cover and that and just, yeah, concentrating on the new house that should be ready pretty soon and that's it. Very close, Scotty. Very excited. We'll have to give you a nice housewarming present, I think. Maybe a car talk-inspired talk one. Uh, it, it, it'll just be a picture. It'll, a Magna. It'll, it'll be a Magna. <laughs> um, and, it'll be, and it'll be a picture of us We'll like embroider ourselves onto each seat, so you can so you can nice. you can talk to us every 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 drive you have. Scott, Scott. We'll be, on, the, on the lawn. No, very good, mate. Very good. We'll move on to Mr. Prince. Updates with you, my friend. Uh, well, uh, as I mentioned before, I did take Thursday off, so that always involves something car related. So. Um, I got the N1 out, um, gave that a bit of a clean and uh, spent the day driving that around instead of my, my work car, which was great fun. Always good to give it a run, keep the battery popped up. Um, no bites on it um, on the interwebs. So um, it looks, looks like I'm hanging on to that for the time being, which is completely fine with me. Spent most of the weekend socialising, but uh, in between that, actually organising for this big event that we're running uh, next weekend uh, at Phillip Island for the 50th anniversary of the release of the Honda Civic in Australia. And actually this afternoon, I went and picked up my drive car for the weekend, which uh, isn't an FL5 Type R, sadly, uh, but it is a, was a, is a 2008 FD Civic Sport manual. Nice. Uh, which belongs to one of our committee members' partners, what wives, and she's not able to get it down there because she's on the committee of organising the weekend, like for the, the whole event. Um, so she'll, uh, so I, she said, "What do you want to take my car?" I said, "Yep, yeah, I'm." I was going to say Civicless at the moment, but <clears throat> I do have the wagon, and the wagon was picked up on the weekend to uh, to be trailered down to the event, which is good. So I'll take this Civic Sport. Um, I had a Civic Sport in 08 for about six years, I think. We bought it new, and it was a great car. That's the the Sport four-door, so it's got the the K20 engine, whereas the rest of the range just had the, the 
uh, engine, the VTI and the VTIL. And it was it's for, for basically 15, 16-year-old design. It's still really a sharp-looking car, great interior. I'd forgotten how cool they were inside. They were very ahead of their time, that model. Absolutely. And, and I've said this before, but a mate of mine bought one. I helped him buy one probably five years ago now. Mm. He paid like eight six for it. It had done 70 or 80 Ks in a manual sedan. It wasn't a sport like yours. It was the normal yep. VTI or whatever. But people thought he bought a new car, you know, because it was mm. very tidy. And, oh, wow, a new car, what did you pay for? And he was like, I paid 8600 bucks for this thing. And they sort of couldn't believe how nice it was for the money. and. Yep. Even now, if you see a well-maintained one, it's um, it, it is a really good thing. I think they were yeah. underrated and undervalued that model. And interestingly, they um, they always score well in those um, those surveys around the safest secondhand cars. They're always in the top two or three of the safest secondhand car you can buy, like a you know kid starting out or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, if, if there's any any one criticism of it, jumping out of anything else, the dashboard is so long and the yeah. front drops away so quickly yeah. um, that you, you actually can't really see the front corners of it. So no, to no. peer down over the bonnet, you know, to try and, and find this is being a sport, it's got the body kit and stuff on it too. So I'm just thinking, oh, just be very careful with gutters and things like that on uh, with that. But no, it's a great little car to drive in a manual, very revvy, and uh, this one's done about 170,000 Ks. It still drives great. So mm. it'll be a very enjoyable weekend. Absolutely. With the sunroof open, Ed. You know how I like a sunroof? Do like a sunroof. Do, do like a sunroof. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to having that for the weekend. So we've got about 30. Sorry, go. No, sorry. I was just going to say we've got about 30 cars coming down so far, and uh, Honda Australia is supplying some cars, which would be great as well. Um, from an FL5 to the original 70, well, I think they say it's a 73, it's actually 75, don't tell anybody. Uh, so first-gen Civic, but they've got a, a lovely little Highland <laughs> Route three-door manual um, that they're bringing down for us as well. So it'd be nice to bookend the, the first one with the with the most recent one. So That'll be cool. That'd be awesome. Mr. Bunting. Hello. Uh, well, continuing on from that, I am also driving Civic down for the big event, a uh, 2001 that I sold to one of my clients who I, I know him as well. I've sold him two cars over the years and uh, I rang him because I sold it to him not that long ago. You probably remember me talking about it. I rang him and said, hey, we don't have one of these models. Can I borrow that back for the weekend and I'll give you whatever I'm driving? And he said, yeah, no drama, Ed. absolutely fine. And I was like, great. So that that plugs one hole in the Civic history line after uh, models that we didn't have an example of, but because uh, I was like, yeah, I know, I know where there is one. Cool, we can get that. Um, but I was just going to say, David, you know, given your love of sort of Mercedes Benz and you've never owned one and sort of always wanted a bit of a Benz of, of a certain era, and your love of convertibles, it's just struck me: why haven't you owned a first gen SLK? Because that's a beautiful little convertible. It's Benz, it's hard top, soft top. It's very practical, a bit like the EOS you had. Yeah, true, true. That, that covers a bit of ground in terms of things you like. I was going to say more, um, you know, uh, one, two, four convertibles, a bit more, a bit more mysterious. Yeah, but they're like 30 grand and SLK yeah. getting 12, you know. That's yeah. True. No, you, you're quite right. I think probably I painted far too many interiors in SLKs where the paint falls off. Mm. Yeah, they um, do have an issue. But, that, but once that's done, it's true. Right. And I can do it, so do it. Exactly. <laughs> I shouldn't be scared off by it, should I? No, no, I just thought I, I was no, actually, that's, that's not a bad point. I did notice one. There was one on um, Facebook Marketplace not long ago down in Mornington, and it was mm. a really nice, um, 
almost like a peacock greeny blue color. Yeah, nice. That was cool. I, mean, I didn't like them in a color because there were so many silver ones. Exactly, exactly. That if you can get even a white looks quite striking. So a white, a blue, I think I look hot in red, like that mm. tomato red, yeah. um, or the yellow they yellow. did. Yeah. They, they look really good in those. Okay. Oh, well. I like Gen 1 SLK, I reckon that could be a bit of you. That's certainly uh, me. I, I would definitely own one of those if the right one fell in front of me. So they came out in... Um, 97, maybe? Okay. 25 years old. There you go. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Early SLK in the right colour. I reckon that's a bit of you for under, you know, sub 15 yeah, grand. Yeah. For example, good good price, good price range. Yes, there you go. Work on I, that. I wasn't in my BMW dealer, and I haven't worked out who owns it yet. But obviously, someone who works there has a beautiful. Oh, I'm not sure the name of the color, but it's almost a, a lapis blue um, mm. uh, E36 convertible. Oh yeah. Now I always thought the E30s were were the one to get, you know, with the chrome bumpers and stuff, but. This thing has aged pretty gracefully, and and it actually looked beautiful in this blue with the grey leather. And I think yeah, a lot of the thirty sixes could look very ratty because they were quite yeah. plasticky, um, yes. and you know trims and leathers, and it all fades and falls off. And you know they, they were put together with two cent clips and stuff. But a good one in the right colour is still a, a nice looking thing. Yeah. yeah. Was it a three two eight? Um. I, I think it was like the 328, three, yes. Yeah, yes. good engine in the 328. Mm. They, they go mm. well. So I must find out who owns it and have a chat to them about it. Yes. Mm. Uh, now, in other car updates, big news, I have taken a deposit on the 130i hatch. Was it the people that messaged you on the show last week? Uh, no, it was not. Okay. So that's right. Someone did message me on it and want something but there was one guy that came and looked at it, but he had to sell his i30n first. Mm -hmm. um, he had an n um fastback okay uh, oh, really? yeah so he's wanting to well he's wanting he, was to, going, he wanted to go back to it a 130i because it, dollars you know because he said i want i want to save dollars and okay. also so tick that box but also still have something that's fun and it, and it ticks that box for you save know dollars with ben bmw don't really go hand in hand well yes and no. i mean he reckons the i30n is worth about 37 and i had a look online and i think he's right um, so it was a manual fifty six thousand k in a fastback, and I and I looked online, and went, yeah, that that's about the money. Ooh, so, yeah, <laughs> it's red, I think it was red. Okay. okay. So you know, jump out of that for thirty seven and jump into something for thirteen, you would take, and yeah, there's a fair whack of saving there. Mm. Um, anyway, no, he wasn't the one that bought it. Although I I took it offline. And he messaged me straight away and said, oh, did you sell it? Because he was sort of wanting to sell his other car and then come back and grab it. But I said, yeah, I did. Sorry. But, um, yeah, if, any, if anything else falls in my lap, <laughs> I'll let the you other know. Manual 130s, yes. the, the, the couple that bought it, um, very nice people. They came over. They ran me the day before and came over on Saturday for a look. And they're a one-car family, and they're sort of just um, jumping out of an SP20 Mazda uh, like yours, Maddie, the Mazda version of the, the Laser SR2 into 130 because he's had Beamers before and loved the sixes. And um, I always thought that that car would go to someone who knows what it is, you know, and I said that to him. I said, look, no one was going to buy this who's just after a little one-series hatch run around and, you know, it's it's not that buyer. It's got to be someone that says, A, I want a 130 and B, I want a manual 130. Yeah. Um, and that's exactly th these people. They, they knew what it was and appreciated what it was and, drive it and yeah it drives beautifully so a good fit a good fit 
But of course, I had to get another roadie on it because the first one ran out. So I'm picking it up tonight to to bring it home with that, and then it'll go to them. Um, and then I'm motoring around. I did get my Volkswagen multivan registered, um, so I'm motoring around in the um, in the multivan. Which on last Sunday I went to a trash and treasure market with my sister to sell a lot of clothes that she has, uh, and I took a few sundry items to sell, but. Uh, I pulled the two middle seats out of the multivan and the little table that that goes between them. So it's just got the back seats right pushed back on the rails and then and then this huge expanse and the twin sliding doors. You could not get a better car for what we were doing for the market. You just pull up, open the twin sliding doors, shove, 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 drive off. Like it was so – it didn't take any packing ability at all. You just shove <laughs> And it's such a low floor and the doors are so wide. And, it, you can, and you can walk through from the front to the back and, you know, you've really – you really do get an appreciation of of how useful those things are. So I'm enjoying driving that around. Um, I think it's a bit more economical than the Pajero. So I splashed out and filled it up with diesel, and you know I'll, uh, I'll drive it till it runs out. <laughs> yeah, or sells. Or sells one one or the other. Yeah, one or the other. I did have a message from someone in Sydney, and they said, "Oh, that's exactly what I want. I've just realised you're in Melbourne, and I'm in Sydney." And I said, "Well, I can, you know, I'm happy to help. Let me know how I can help." If if you buy it for the advertised price, I don't mind driving it up there and flying home. Mm. Um, so you know it's all possible. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, very good. Another message from my friend who has a wholesale is a, who's a wholesaler who I bought it off, and he's got a Proton Exora. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, would you uh, trade the Proton Exora? And I like jokes. And I was like, yeah, I'll give you 1500 for it. It's actually the best one in Australia. It's done 22,000K from new. It's black and it looks absolutely showroom. And I just thought, and he said, oh, I'm having trouble moving it. And I was like, well, A, I'm not surprised because even I didn't know what it was. And, you know, we kind of know most cars on this show, right? Um, and I thought, if I've never heard of it and didn't know what it was, what the hell hope does anyone else have? But... Um, yeah, so I don't think anyone's going to go looking for a Proton Exora. No. It'll just be more someone stumbles on it and goes, oh, that's a bit people movery, that's practical, and it's cheap and it's really low case, and, oh, that'll do what I want. Um, but, yeah, it's one of those classic cases of great condition, great case, but just not a desirable car. Yeah. yeah. Only they bought a Tarago instead. Oh, imagine it with 22,000 Ks on it or anything Japanese, you know, just – yeah, it's one. It's just wrong, wrong car. It's like those old people that buy a retirement car and they cherish it and they look after it. And it's beautiful. It's low mileage, but it's just an. It's the wrong color or the wrong transmission or just a daggy. It's a base spec daggy car, like a Pulsar Vector daggy sedan or something that's just not desirable, really. And you think, God, if you'd only invested in a Mini Cooper S or a Triple S Pulsar or a something hot to start with, and then you cherish it, well, then you've got an amazing piece of something that's very desirable. A triple see, S I, also I, would have got the bowls much quicker. Exactly. So, you know, a car talk top tip, if you're about to retire, buy the top of the line, cool coloured version of whatever you're thinking and then cherish it and then it'll be cool down the track and worth money. I mean, it's a cool bit of a segue into my car uh, up, updates with the laser GLXi, GLXi, 
Yes. Top, yeah, top the, spec. The free laser. Now, so it is top spec. Top spec GLXI, my in friend. In the sedan. In the sedan. In the sedan, automatic, 1.8. Uh, GLXI's only came 1.8. Because um, they had 1.6 in the lower ones, didn't correct, they? Correct, yeah. The, the ZM mm-hmm. engine. Um, this okay. is the FP engine. Yep. Um, which is actually, believe it or not, they've got the same head as the FS engine, which is on, which is in the two liter. Um, so a bit of a useless tip for people to, to if you're looking for a, for a head. <laughs> but yeah, when I picked it up on was it Thursday, when I picked it up Thursday evening uh, after work, I, I was kind of embarrassed rocking up in the C63 because I was just like, I'm picking up a free car at a C63. Um, uh, so, I love that. So I, where the car was 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 in a was in a retirement village and and I just I was instantly, I instantly had to say uh, yeah in my head I'm like if he sees the car I'll be like it's not mine it's not mine it's not mine I feel it's like Austin Powers briefly when when I went to buy my Daihatsu Cure I was driving my S class and so <laughs> I pulled out the front I'm sure I've said this before I put it at the front and, and 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 I just changed jobs and she I think she thought I'd really hit hard times and so I was so excited about the Cure and uh, I said great thanks very much one original owners everything. And she said, Oh, I hope your new job works out well, Ed. I think she really thought that I'd <laughs> fallen on hard times. Now, ironically, I have because, you know, hashtag interest rates. But um, yeah, the S class probably wasn't the best image. No. Um, yeah, I was a bit embarrassed. I mean, like, I, I, as much as I enjoyed driving the C63 for a week, and what a car that is. I, I'll, I'll get to that in, in a moment. But um, I was super, I was, all of it was excited for was dropping this bloody laser home. So, I go, I go there and meet, I met Mike at the gate. He's like, I'll let you in. And, and by this time, the Merc had gone away. And I was like, oh, you know, you know, like, no, uh, hopefully no one, nobody saw it. Uh, you hear it, but but nobody saw it. Anyway, we, we walk in and um, it was just, I, I swear it was like one of those, all the pieces of the puzzle kind of put together because the lady who's who's giving the car to me, who gave the car to me her name was norma and my grandmother's name was norma, norma same name same name and and my grandmother loved my laser she she adored it she reckons it was the you know the most the coolest little car i i owned uh, and it just was like you know it just it just felt like it felt right you know what i mean like this car this oh, car felt like right it felt like it had to it had to be yours I had to come home with me, and so yeah, I get in there, and 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 Noah puts on puts on the on a, on yeah a little bit of a spread, and and uh, oh, a bit of a spread, lovely, <laughs> and they are and, and, uh, and um, so, yeah, it was definitely grapes, and and a cup of tea, and I, and I had a cup of tea, uh, lovely, as, as we we're doing the paperwork, and I have a look at the car, and and the things interior wise mint, like it's just stunning. Needs a little bit of body, yeah, a little bit of bumper. Needs a bit of bar, uh, and and needs front and front and rear bars need to be done. Um, easy, easy job, yeah, easy job. Um, I want to see if I can source one at a wrecker in the same color because a lot of them came in that goldy champagne color. Mm. Um, they actually damaged or they just need paint. Uh, the rear one was pushed in, but I, I um on the weekend I got some hot water from the kettle and just kept putting it and, and just got got a metal rod from behind and just started prying it you know just out. Yeah. It's a lot better than what it was. It's not perfect. It'll need it'll need it'll need work to get it fixed. But they they they're not they're not they're not disrepairable. But um no no no. Um, so I will um look at getting them done in in a few months time because I, I need to do a few things to it first because she's had it serviced religiously all the time. It has been serviced in three years though because she hasn't driven the car. Um, yeah. It's just just kind of sat there, but it needs because it's it's done hundred nine thousand k's, but it hasn't had the time belt done, so I need to do time belt water pump, uh, just just to, to precautionary measures. It's got a rocker cover gasket leak, but they're gonna they're gonna take the rocker cover off anyway when they do 
when Jeez. they do the uh, the timing belts, I was like, just, just put a new one of those on. So it was, it was meant to be going in tomorrow, but they asked if we could if I could bring it on on Monday because they're just a bit flat out. And so I was like, that's fine. And they're going to do the roadworthy as well. But it's got four brand new tires. The battery's really good. Everything else is fine. I tried to, I, 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 said, I spent a little bit of time on it on the weekend. I, I gave the vacuum the interior real nice clean and the, in the boot real nice clean. It's it's all the spares are there. Everything's there. Um, How's the aircon? Icy cold. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a laser. It's, it's, of, course it, of course it's going to work. Um, <laughs> Lovely. So uh, that the trans the transfer was great. Um, it was super smooth and uh, kicked down really nicely. So I was like, "Yep, this is this is this is driving really really well." Love that, love that. Um, and so yeah, all, all I did all I did to it on the all weekend was because the center caps on those, as you know, with my one they they fade the the Ford badge fades. So I had a, I, I bought two sets of stickers for for my car in case oh, I screwed it's them like up. Like you knew. Okay, it's like I knew it's in, it, but I, I bought it because I was like to myself, I've got the most unsteadiest hand, um, especially my right hand, and um, I knew I'm going to screw it up, but managed to, to get them done right. And uh, so I put the the spare set on this car, and it looked all right. Mm. Pried out, pried out that, pried out the rear bar. It looks a lot better. I mean, it's not perfect, but it's better. Yep. Um, there's a little bit of a nick on the on the on the rear boot lid, but I want to see if I can get that PDR because that, that doesn't. It looks like it could be just kind of just pushed out. When I was put, uh, I had a spare set of uh, sheepskin seat covers that went onto the front because nice. it's it's full nano spec at this point. So I wanted to keep it that way. Literally, keep rolling with it. Yeah, well, yeah. So I, I may as well roll with with the whole the whole nano spec theme. Um, so I put I put those seat covers on there. What else did I do to it? I don't think I did one one or two more things. But yeah, I want to give it a good wash this weekend because I didn't get a, get a chance to give it a wash on the weekend. It was it was too hot and and I just was had a few things too many to do, so didn't get around to it. But um, driving really well. Steph and Pam seem to be really loving it. Steph loves it. She reckons it's a cracking little car. She's like, it's just, it's just so easy and good to drive. And and I was like, I was like, to in comparison to the old Blue Cruise 1.8 automatic that she had, she's like, this is a rocket ship compared to that. Like, it just flies compared compared to that. So they're they're very happy. Steph's very happy with the car. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm really really happy with that. So yeah, good win I think on my end. Absolutely. It brings me to just that back on that topic of putting on a spread. It's like, what have you gotten with a car? And I remember with my city, I got a, a, a big jar of marmalade that the uh, <laughs> said, oh, now Barry, you know, go and get Edward one of the good jars of marmalade, you know. So she's yeah. done a batch and I got a, a wonderful jar of, I think it was um, orange marmalade. Oh, very nice. So that was nice. But um, there's been plenty of other cars I've bought and you, you know, you've been given a bit of a, a bit of a this or a that with it. I can't remember exact, but that one sticks in my mind. I, I picked up um, someone contacted the club years ago and they had a similar, similar story to yours, Maddie. Their, their mum had a, um, Indiana Orange 74 Civic hatch that they bought new and had had for years and years and years. Automatic battery was flat because it had just sits, sat in the garage at the um, retirement home. So we went and, um, you know, burst into life and, and, and off it drove. Um, and he said, oh, look, I left. There's a couple of things at home, too, a bit of paperwork and stuff. He said, oh, I'll, I'll grab that for you. Um, and he didn't look far from me. So I called past his house and he said, oh, um, yeah, this is a supplement. And in it was an envelope from Honda in Japan. Um, with a with a little string tie up, you know, thing on the on the where the the envelope closed yeah. and stuff. And I opened it up, and it was a letter to her to the to the lady that had bought the car, thanking her for buying a Honda vehicle. Get out! Yes, you've a, shown me this Honda letter. Japan, like this is how like this is how Honda were branching out. So Honda Japan wrote her a personalized letter and enclosed was a 25th anniversary booklet of the Honda company. 
my god! Like, I've never seen one before in my life, and it just I did absolutely blew it. <laughs> oh, thanks. I'm sure you'd find home for that. Well, that certainly didn't go with the car. Uh, that that remains in my archive of uh, of fabulous things. But um, I, so no marmalade, but a very cool there. No marmalade. That's correct. I couldn't <laughs> spread it on the toast. But uh, but I, I was uh, I sent it through to the um, um, public relations people at Honda Australia and said, "You guys need to lift your game." You know, like look, mm. yes, this is what they were doing. You know, 25 mm-hmm. years ago. Um, but yeah, Thank you, letter for buying one of their cars. Yeah. yeah, when you think of how many Hondas are sold around the world every day now, like you know, all through America and Japan and stuff, I don't yeah. think they do it now. No, yeah, no this was from back then, slightly less volume and a fresh market, you know, a new market, exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah, amazing. I know when my dad bought the territory brand new track in 2006, and I mean, you guys have met my dad, he's a bit of a ball breaker, right? So he, he, um, he was like to him because I, I, in the showroom, they had you know little accessories, and they had Bianti model cars and things. And I, I was like, you know, me, me being me, I was like, I was looking at the model cars. Anyway, when I was like to the guy, he's like, so I'm spending all this money on a car. You're gonna throw in one of those guys? Like, no, nah, no, nah, we can't. He's like, no, you are. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, we can't. He's like, no, you are. And it, it, uh, this, this argument ensued between them for like a good half an hour. Like they, they, they'd go, they, they'd go in tangents, and then back to the car, and then back, then, then back to the car. <laughs> anyway, the day he picks up the car, he's like, "Here you go." He opened the boot, and it was just sitting there. He's like, "Oh, I, I made him give it to me." So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I still got that. that. Was that was good? But um, but yeah, that's that's a really cool story, uh, David. I, I I didn't even know they would have done that. That's unbelievable. Uh, I I never wouldn't have ever imagined it was a thing, but it was definitely a thing. Wow. So yeah, that's pretty much my car updates, gentlemen. Uh we'll update on the on, on the new laser, the, the new the new uh the new laser to to the family, which is which is which is really good. We're uh uh You're I, a I, family now. Well every time I think of like you know the laser family, I think of that ad. I'm the two point four yeah, yeah, you know the. Yeah, that's right. That that's like uh, yeah. every Aussie yep. family's got like two point three kids, and he's like, "I'm the point." Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, so yeah. Now, what's the topic for tonight, Matthew? Well, topic for tonight, gentlemen, is an interesting one because they've just announced the, the new wheels car of the year for this year, and I always want to ref- do a bit of a reflection on some of the previous winners of the country. We've mentioned them before, but we haven't really done a nice reflection on them um, in terms of basically. Um, <laughs> kind of a retrospective of looking at them now and saying, Oh yeah, nah, <laughs> you know, that's, that's one of those ones that you probably wouldn't buy. I mean, there's, there's some absolute gold in there. Like there's, you know, the, the original MX five uh, LS 400s and, you know, the triple S and NSX, like stuff that was just iconic from that era, which is still good today. But then you get, look at some cars, you'd be like, Oh, I don't know what they were thinking, putting that as wheels car of the year. Um, and wheels to be fair, Cop a lot of flack for their choices of wheels car of the year. Um, every year they're like, "Oh, that can't believe that one." You, you know, it's 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 a bit like the Triple J Top One Hundred. Like, "Oh, I can't believe that one." But this one is uh, a. <laughs> but this is obviously this. You know, it's, it's quite it's quite a big prestigious award. Um, wanted to get your opinion on on, on gentlemen because because obviously it's it's a it's you know they've just announced it. I think they announced it today. Um, from from memory, I, I came up. What, what car has is one currently? Uh, I'm not telling you because it's part of the quiz question, so don't. don't oh, look. okay, okay. Uh, so <laughs> well, evidence that I don't know, I haven't read it or looked at it. But looking back on some history, um, I'll, I'll give you guys a link to a to a page. Every went up until 2022, which is good because it doesn't. Well, we have talked about them before, I think, on some episodes. But it's quite a stringent judging criteria. Like, 
you know, it's not just a personal, I reckon this, I reckon that. Like they do break it right down into a lot of categories and, you know, there's a point system. And so the winner is, it's sort of fairly judged, I feel. Yep. Mm. I mean, they do it according to cost and and, and use. And, um, yeah, and and yeah, the way they do it, like the you know the Mercedes S class won it in 1981. I think it won it again in 99. Um, W220 like that one I had, but it's um, you know, it's it's feasible for a very expensive car that's out of reach of most people to win, just as it is a you know a, ch- a cheapy to win. And there've been plenty of cheaper cars that have taken home the prize. Absolutely, and and I, I mean, I'm much like you guys, I'm, I'm a big fan of of like you. Cheap doesn't always have to mean cheap, you know. What I mean, it can mean cheerful. Yeah, yeah, correct. And, um, you know, I like I, I get more, you know, not excitement, but but more interest in like a to keep a Canto than I would like a bazillion dollar supercar because it's one, uh-huh. it's affordable, and two, I can thrash the crap out of it everywhere, and it'd be more fun, you know, on a, on a yeah. daily basis. Don't get me wrong, I'd love to have a McLaren, you know. You know, whatever, whatever, which whichever one it could be, but theoretically, can you can you have as much fun in that as you can in a Picanto on a daily basis? No. So, um, let's go through them, gentlemen. Looking back, can I was just flicking through some of them from the sixties. I was like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> there, there was... I, I think it must be. So, I think Wheels Car of the Year. I think it's the longest continuously awarded Car of the Year award in the world. I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I think it's. Yeah, I think that's actually an actual fact, not just something I've made up on the spot. <laughs> well, I think we should go through them and have a little discussion on each. I think that's fine. Well, the yeah. first one I don't really know too much about. Like, like I've, I've seen them. Uh, I know a little bit about them. But the Renault 8, I don't know if you've ever owned one, Edward. You've you've owned many, many Renault. I've had a Renault 10, which is the sort of the next iteration of the 8. Um, but the, the Renault 8s or Renaults of that era were – you know, very well built, very robust little cars. Um, the eight and the ten were rear-engined, um, which is you know maybe questionable handling in some people's eyes, but um, they were very well well-respected little cars. You know, so um, yeah, solid, simple, nice wet sleeve sort of engines that ran for years and years and years, and um, yeah, they were good cars. So even now, and they're not worth bucket loads of money, an eight or a ten you know, subsequently, but um, the Gordini models have certainly um, got a, a big following and even the normal ones are a, are a cracking classic car. You know, I would, I would happily own one of those as would, as would many car enthusiasts. They were a, a good car, you know, hindsight has not sort of shown that they're a bad car in any way. Yeah. Would you agree with that, David? I would agree with that. Certainly. Sure. I think the 10 probably was an even better car than the 8 in a lot of ways. I think, it, yeah, it probably was. It was more modern. It didn't quite have the nice look of the 8. The 8 had the little round headlights and was a bit narrow and what have you. Yeah. The 10 had the funny-looking square headlights and, yeah. and it was a bit more you couldn't tell if it was coming or going. You know, it was, <laughs> it was that sort of a look. Yeah. But, um, yeah, very endearing, endearing little cars that coped quite well with, you know, Australian roads and conditions and, and things like that. Um, and yeah, very different story. Renault in the 1960s and 70s compared to say Renault in the 80s and 90s. You know, the old school 60s Renaults were, were good things. Moving on, so to, moving on to something a bit different, which is the Morris 1100. Now, Edward, I believe you have owned one of these. 
Uh, I have had a Morris 1500. I don't think I've had an 1100, but they are essentially the, the same family of cars. So you had the 1100, the 1300, and the 1500, which were basically sort of like a four-door Mini. It's all Mini engine A-series running gear. Um, it's the the transverse, you know, so the Mini layout of transverse front-wheel drive. They were a bit – Minis came out in 59 overseas and sort of 61 here. They were a bit newer than that. They were like 64, I think, the 1100 – come out um so it's basically like a slightly bigger mini and we all know how that sort of went transverse front drive great packaging not overly expensive good handling um pretty robust little engines in them you know you had the lucas electrics and stuff like that but i sort of look back at them and um to it's me the series isn't it yeah it's the a series they're sort of like the mazda 3 of their day you know they were kind of everywhere in in you know pastel green and gray and Bought by bought by sort of young people or or grannies without too much money as their last car, and a lot of them have survived reasonably well. Um, One of the few cars with a bench seat and floor shift. That's right, bench seat in the front and a, and a floor shift. Yeah, you'd sort of if you're in the middle in the front, you'd know about the floor shift, I suppose. But <laughs> but yeah, really, and I still I think they're a quite a good looking little car. They're a handsome little thing. Mm. Yeah, I, I think it was probably. pretty much a lay-down Mazir, really, given that they were essentially a four-door Mini. I mean, the Mini was yeah, yeah. breaking records all around the world and was the, the, the first classless car almost, really. Yeah, and um, they had quite a big boot. Um, yeah. And and because of that front-drive layout, the rear legroom in them was was way better than you would imagine. And the Austin 1800 that came later um, was a bigger version again, the Land Crab. You know, they were huge in the back. Because they, were, they were just a massive front-drive transverse version of the 1100. So, yeah, that family of cars back then was quite revolutionary. And, you know, the, the, there was this famous sticker on the back of the 1100s that, you know, floats on fluid, um, which was the hydroelastic suspension, which... I was about to ask about that. Yeah. Some, not all minis had it. Mine's got it. You know, they ran it for a few years and then they went back to the rubber cone um, because it was probably cheaper to produce or what have you. But it's, like, it's quite it's quite robust, that hydroelastic setup. And um, the 1100s were known for it. So quite a good ride um and again a bit revolutionary for for what they were so i, I would put a tick against that i'd say they're they're a good little machine and innovative with the suspension yeah, too. absolutely correct, correct. Really um, there wasn't much else like it around at the time really i don't think still fairly leaf spring issues um times i think but most other stuff yeah most, exactly most other stuff was a bit antiquated compared to that yeah there you go, Mazda, Mazda 3 of its day. Mazda 3 of its day, that, that, that's what we can we can reflect back on it as the Mazda. Yeah. <laughs> well, just, there are a few Fords next, I think, XPs and... X, XP yep. was 65, which was yeah. which was Ford's comeback car after they were getting canned for not being robust. They were they, they kind of redesigned the suspension for that. Yeah. To handle the strain conditions, and then it won Bill's Car of the Year. Um, then XR Falcon after that. Yeah. Um, then Chrysler um, uh, VE Valiant. Yeah, which, which I, I think of VE Valiant. I haven't seen one. In, I haven't seen a good one in years. Um, but I always kind of liked the VE Valiant. I thought it was a bit of a. I had a bit of a soft spot for for, the, for that car. They're quite a handsome car, in it. They are quite a handsome they car. And the, and the VIP became available in the VE. I'm pretty sure too. The Slant Six Motors um, were well regarded. I think very good. Yeah. Yeah, strong motors. And the Safari wagons, of course, too. Yeah, nice looking car. Nice wagons. Like, sixty-eight was the HK Monaro, um, which well, I mean, that's a collectible thing, isn't it? 
Beautiful looking Monaro. Yeah, lovely lines to it. I mean, pretty simple mechanicals. They're not revolutionary there, but um, but yeah, the lines of that car are pretty timeless. Yeah, it's a good looking car. Um, like I like the the gills in the on, in the in the front. Yeah, the gills in the yeah. guard. Yeah, it looks yeah. cool. That's true. That's true. Because everyone thinks about the the GTS, obviously that had the gills and the and the black stripe and the yeah. houndstooth trim and all that. They were available as in a base spec as well. Yeah, you could get a base Monaro like three speed on the tree manual. Exactly. Exactly. Six, and right? painted painted uh, painted uh, wheel hubs with the, with a chrome hubcap on them. The, the wheel hubs yep. match the car. Yep. car. Um, so yeah, I mean, when was the last time you saw an original? Um, Base spec Monaro, my goodness. I think there was an article in Survivor Car Australia mag about one. And I, I was a bit, yeah, I, I sort of knew they existed, but not really. And reading that, I was like, oh, yeah, base model <laughs> around the tree. Interesting. And and you could get a base with a six as well from memory, right? Like you could get them with a six cylinder. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they were all sixes. 161, you know. You yeah. never get a four in that car. It was always no, a six. No. Yeah. Or a six or an eight, wasn't it? No, no eights. I think it was just sixes. Uh, no, good night in the in the yeah, yeah. 69 was the LC Tirana, which was, um, yeah, a, a much better Tirana than than previously, uh, mm-hmm. produced. Um, so that they, they really came back with that to me. It's to me a bit of a bucket of shit, like terrible panel gaps, not very well put together, not the best hold and ever to be churned out. Offset steering wheel, so you know, it's got a following now. They're worth big money now. I'm not questioning that. But no. as a car, I don't, to me, it wasn't amazing. Renault 12, Renault 12, now, yeah. How can you <laughs> how can you hate an LC Tirana and love a Renault 12, Edward? That's what people think. <laughs> <laughs> but the Renault 12 was an interesting car, great suspension, you know, and it wasn't pneumatic or hydroelastic or anything fancy. It was just really comfortable. Comfy suspension, very comfy seats, refined wet sleeve engine, longitudinal front wheel drive, which was unusual for the time. Um, huge boot and quite good ground clearance. And they, the most of them were running. The certainly the later ones were running Weber carbs as standard, sump guards as standard. They sort of had a bit of rally pedigree to it. Um, I've owned numerous, numerous twelves, and I've liked every single one of them. And everyone that I know who's had a twelve has been like, "Oh, that was a cracking car, ultra reliable." Um, Quirky looking, but can you buy another one? I haven't driven one. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, never driven oh, one. Like a twelve. I, if a good twelve came across my path, I'd be very tempted. Yeah, um, I always thought it looked like a cross between a Dolomite Sprint with the front end. Yeah, a little bit, and like a P seventy six with with the with the back kind of <laughs> yeah. the, the back quarter. Yeah, um, a little bit. So yeah. it was kind of like kind of that those two cars put together, and and it kind of works. <laughs> yeah, it's. They're an endearing little car. I've got a poster in my house. I'm staring at it right now with one, two, three, four, five, six of them from like a dealership launch day in all the different colours. So I definitely, I've, I think I've owned probably 12 or 13 12s over the years. And yeah, that's a tick for me. I my favourite was there. the wagon. I did like the wagon. Yeah, I, like the wagon. I love a small wagon. I think the, yeah. the line of it was probably a bit prettier than the sedan, I think. Yeah, I, I think so too. Mm. Tick, good car. 71. Valiant Charger. I'm a big Charger fan. I love hey, Charger. Charger. Hey, Charger. Probably hey, probably Charger. one of the coolest coolest car ad campaigns ever. Absolutely I true. Um, just well, well built, sort of reliable, good Hemi. You know, tick tick tick. Yeah. Um. 
everywhere, like like good friend of the show, he's been on a few times. Adam, who takes his charger everywhere he goes, he gets people giving him the the peace yeah, yeah. And he's like, he's like, these are young people doing it, and like like they yeah. didn't even they didn't even know what what I meant. Yeah, I wasn't even born when that thing was there. Yeah, it's just synonymous yeah. with 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 charger, which which is which is cool. Seventy two, no one won. Um, seventy three. Now Rob's not here to defend it, but it's the Leyland P seventy six. <laughs> <laughs> which so that's a, say, it was a good car um but they had issues at, at the beginning i think yes it was the concept was good the size and even the styling you know a bit controversial but quite handsome in many ways um very you know huge boot as we know with the ad campaign of fitting the 44 gallon drum in it um and running you know robust engines sort of the six or the leyland eight the 4.4 liter rover v8 um I think it had a lot going for it. The execution just wasn't up to scratch initially and that killed it. You know, it just got this reputation for being crappy Leyland built and that was the end of it. You know, it really never recovered from that. Do you think now what with knowing what we know about that car and yeah, at the time it copped a lot of, let's be honest, crap, but looking back now and, and after speaking with Rob, who's owned numerous, numerous ones, he still owns his first one, which was his first car. He swears by that car, and you know, and he he reckons it's still one of the best cars he's ever had. Uh, I think it's a classic case of there were good ones like the Magnus we talked about. There were some great Monday cars, and there were some Friday cars, and some people just were plagued with horrendous issues, but others others had a great run. And yeah, I think if you can look past the stigma, they they weren't a bad car. I'm not in love with the look of them personally, but no. um. Yeah, I don't know. Did, did they? Yeah, I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know. Compare it to what else was out at the time, and it probably looks quite favourable. Well, okay. Ask Scotty, David, and Ed all this tick or no tick for that car. Personally, I'm going to go no tick, but okay. I think it does have merit. Okay. Yeah, just because Rob's not here, I'm, I'm going to go no tick as well. I, only because I don't think <laughs> I actively go out looking to buy one. No, now now I wouldn't think it was. I think I think it's interesting, but I wouldn't go hunting one down. Yeah, it's interesting having a little read about it that they only gave it to the V8 version. Mm. Yeah, and then it set, and then it set um, the rules now that it has to be all the models. You can't choose a specific ah okay one. So yeah, they only gave it to the V8 one. Um, yeah, probably no tick. Okay, okay, bow for the piece. Seventy four is the VW Passat. Um, which was a the first water cooled you know, front wheel drive Volkswagen that was sold in Australia, I think. Um, yeah, that's, what it, that's what it says here. Yeah, that's easy, is what it says. There. Um, yep. Basically, uh, was assembled at Clayton. Yeah, it's yeah. Clayton. I've actually never seen one of these on the road in Australia. Like, I've, oh, yeah. really? <laughs> I know someone has got one. Okay, well there you go. <laughs> well, I know, I know what they are. I know, I know exactly what they are. If I see one, I'd be like, oh, Passat, but. Um, but I've never seen one in the flesh, and I don't know why. Because I'm assuming because they they would have sold it, you know, a fair amount of them being being Aussie Aussie made. Mm. Um, but yeah, interesting car. So the, the three models: there was a, a, a two door with a boot, then there was a four door with a boot and a wagon. One point five in the early cars, the LSs that we got in, which were locally produced. Um, I, I remember when they came out, I, I was really excited for them. I thought they were really quite contemporary looking at the time, you know, especially compared to the Beetle, you know, that was still chugging away. Um, this was, um, uh, you know, a totally different direction for Volkswagen. And they had very good marketing at the time. 
Um, yeah, I'd, I'd give it a tick. I, I did like the Passats. I like the look of them. I think they're a handsome car. Um, and they came in some cool colours, like the mustard yellows and the blues and um, oranges and, you know, vitamin C, oranges, that sort of thing. The same um, colours the Datsuns and Volvos came yeah, in. Yeah, so the, the same type of paint. <laughs> but I don't think they were a very good car, you know, in terms of mechanical body, rusties, that, you know, I just think, no, there's a reason why Passats aren't worth money. They're just not that good. So good what at the it? time, but not good now. Yeah, in in the in the when they first came out, there was a TS you could buy, which had the Golf what what became the Golf engine, the one point six engine rather than one point five, and yeah. it had uh, Recaro seats, the standard. Yeah, uh, nice. quite a quite a nice little you know performance variant or yeah warmer variant than the basic. Yeah. Car. I mean, if you're a boxy nut, you know it's a pretty good little starter classic or a, a not an expensive classic to have around, but. As a car, you sort of, there's not a heap to recommend it now. Did introduce us too to the um, dashboard construction of um, paper mache that made <laughs> uh, golfs yeah. and nine four nine two four Porsches and Passats all had. So it was basically not even as strong as paper mache. It was more like crepe paper. They were. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Renault Twelve was very much the same. It was a hollow dash. Yeah. And it was so thin, and the Australian sun just destroyed them. You know, they, they literally would have crumbling cavities out of all the dashes. The car would still run beautifully, but the dashes were destroyed. The one, the, the Australian cars too did suffer quality quality group grum, uh, gremlins. gremlins yeah. um, and like the Golf, pardon me, like the Golf, they they all were fully imported from the seventy seven model year, and they were they were ripper car, you know, German built and. Um, yeah really, you know, quality sort of car at the same price as what the early cars were. Yeah. I'm going to go no for me, no percent. No, I'd go yes. Scotty, you're the decision maker, yeah? I'm the decision maker. Uh, no. <laughs> Here's a bit of me for 75. Hold it, Gemini. TX Gemini. I, I, love, I love Geminis. I've always had a soft spot for Geminis. I mean, I came home from the hospital in a Gemini. In a Gemini. Um, what what one was yours? T E or uh, no? Mine was a T T C T C in that Kermit Green T C. Yep, that's mm. oh okay. Yes, T C. Um, yep. My wife's first car. I like that model. I think they're a good looking car. They're reliable. Um, they they were a good thing. Yep, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give that a tick. So yeah. obviously that they were a joint venture with Isuzu. So the early cars even had a Holden Isuzu badging they across did. the, the yeah. garnish between the taillights. And they did a diesel version, Isuzu diesel version, which I like. And that wasn't until 81. That was I know, but still. A bit later. A bit later. But, and by then, the whole range was sort of being considerably outclassed by a lot of front-wheel drive Japanese yeah, cars correct, at the correct. time. But and mid-70s, 75, you know, that, yeah. was, that was a good Gemini era. Yep, yep, yep. The coupe was especially a pretty little car. Yeah. Gorgeous little car. Tick. Really, really like those. Tick. Tick, 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 tick. Yep, I completely agree. 76 was the Golfs. VW come back again with uh, the refinements uh, that they basically said, no, we're going to bring out a, going to bring out a good small car, which I believe mm -hmm. was, the, was supposed to be the replacement for the Beetle, but it never, it I mean, the Beetle, the, the Beetle yeah. kept. <laughs> never quite, never quite did that. Um, <laughs> well, that's like the Porsche 928 was meant to replace the 911, you know. And yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that turned out. How did that go? Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I like the look of the first golfs. My my family friends of ours had one in green, and I had a model the same that the, the Matchbox model. Matchbox one, yeah. Okay. Yeah, with, with the roof rack on top and the skis. And um, I really like the stubby ass and the hatch and the stubby front and the angry little eyes and the inset into the grill. So looks-wise, I liked it. I think they were plagued with all the same quality issues as the Passat. Um, but as a looking car, I think it's a lot cooler than a Passat. So I'm going to give it a tick. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yep, big yep. I'm going to tick for a first-gen golf. I do like that. We'll skip over 77 because we know what David's going to say. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> 77 is the uh, the first-gen Honda Accord, uh, which basically took everything. It was BMW rivaling, as it says here in the uh, in, in the little blurb about it, about it mm-hmm. rivaling quality, superior mm-hmm. front-wheel drive dynamics, ultra-efficient CVCC engine, and it was a winner. Yeah, winner. we get the CV. I think, I think well-deserved winner. Yeah. <clears throat> So well, first Japanese car to win car of the year. They didn't count the Gemini as a Japanese car, even though it was based yeah, on kind of was, yeah. T-car design. Well, I mean, uh, te- technically, Japanese. it was a bit of a bastard shot of everywhere. It was, it was, it Europe, was, it was Japan. It was, yeah. So, yeah, it was I, the, I, that's the T-car project, basically. Um, so but the goes towards. Sorry, David, did you go? I was just going to say it was also the first Honda to win car of the year. Um, uh, in in Australia, and um, yeah, the first Japanese car to win currently but they were so incredibly refined compared to a lot of competition you know oh yes just streets ahead just the way the switch gear felt the way the door handle felt the way the taco needle was flush against the face of it and just yep. smooth precise and refined is how i would describe the little warning diagram which showed you if the taillight globes were out or the hatch was ajar yeah. or the doors were yeah. ajar yeah, and service indicators that would just you zero in with the key to the underneath yeah. the binnacle. Like so, very, you know, for nineteen seventy seven, like pretty, pretty cool stuff. Um, and they were robust. I mean, they rusted. That was that. Like anything of that era, they just rotted away in the roof channels and bottom of the doors and guards and all of that. That was that. That, that was a weakness of a lot of cars of that, that era. You don't think you can blame that on the Accord? Um, but mechanically, they were very, um, very strong. Mm. And as you say, refined. I had a um, 78 Corolla, which was my first car, and I remember testing, uh, driving an Accord in 81. That was the first Accord I drove, and it was like a rotary compared to my Corolla. Like, yeah, yeah, so smooth. The way the engine just just spun beautifully, um, light to drive, beautiful gearbox. Yep, big tick. Tick, yes, tick. Mm-hmm. Tick. Uh, 78 was a very important year because it was the VB Commodore, which, which was a, a big car for Australia. Um, I mean, obviously, it's the Commodore is now synonymous with, with Australia, but this was based off the, the Opal. The, not a cadet, Opal. Record. Um, record. Record, that's it. That's the word. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, designed for, for Australian conditions. And, you know, in most parts, it drove really, really well. Um, you know, really, really good car in terms of in terms of that. First one's always, I mean, first of anything really has an issue, to be fair. And they were known pretty quickly. But um, <laughs> I, I think a very integral car. And I think a deserving winner, uh, yeah. I, I, I personally think. Mm-hmm. Um, it was A revelation um, uh, dynamically for an Australian car. Uh, in fact, the steering was so sharp. It, it's there's a myth going around that the VC, the, the successor to the VB, actually they had to um, dull it down a bit. It was too sharp. The VB was too too good handling a car for for the market. 
they actually, and the VC didn't handle as well. They, they sort of dulled it down a bit, bit more play in the steering wheel. And really? Yeah. yeah oh. I've heard that. We had one brand new. My, my dad picked one up in 78 as a company car, um, and it was like the coolest thing in the street. It was amazing. Even though it was a base model, blue on blue, lots of blue vinyl in that car. Um <laughs> But appalling build quality. Things would fall yeah. off it as it drove down the road. Uh, I will remember that. But I did have some driving lessons in that car, so I remember it very, very fondly. I would tick. I would choose an SLE 4.2 um, in um, probably sage green with the beige interior. They had a lovely note, those those, uh, those mm, beautiful. Really, really nice burble. And the SLEs had the wipers on the headlights, headlights which was yeah. all very European. Very and you got to remember, this is this is 1978. They came out, so I mean, going from a, a Kingswood, you know, <laughs> as the the big Aussie Holden, into that is really a massive, massive jump. Well, of course, um, the Kingswood yeah. kept kept going, kept going yeah, till 79. Yeah, so yeah, another another sort of 18 months. But that was pretty much the replacement for it with the Commodore. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was a huge jump in terms of size and European influence and handling, as you say, and all those things. I think for me personally, it's a cross because I don't think they're a very good car. But for the time, if you look back, it kind of was a very yeah. a good car. Yeah. Um, so I think it's probably personally a cross, but I can it definitely has merit and, you know, spawned a whole, the whole of the 80s pretty much. Mm. Yep. I think tick all around. 79 withheld, no one won, the lemon one. 1980, now we're getting into some more modern stuff, is the Mazda 323 uh, from rear-wheel drive to front-wheel drive. Uh, this is basically what the first-gen laser was based off. Um, had to put a laser plug in there. Uh, but, yeah, crisp handling, classy design. I thought they were a good-looking car. They're, I mean, they're, they're, they were very simple, but they were quite elegant. Everything like the the um, the lights were flush with the grill. Uh, you know the, the the bonnet opened backwards, which which I thought was really yeah, sporty. cool. It always feels very European, that doesn't it? Yeah, yes. And yeah, I I think I think personally a a good car. But um, what do you think, fellas? I like them. Mm. Yeah, tick for me. Yeah, easy easy tick for me. Uh, very um, pivotal car in my life in that I got my license in a nineteen eighty Mazda three two three, and I went with the driving school because they had. A 1980 Mazda 323. <laughs> and it was the newest, coolest thing on the block. And uh, yeah, I um, got my license in that car. I got mine in a Pulsar Vector Sedan Triple S. Ooh. Is nice. <laughs> that a, a driving school car, car or a friend's car? No, that was the driving guy's car. But Bert had the Triple S manual. And because, uh, of course, I was learning manual, no question about that. And um, it was the black on grey sort of two tone with the triple S badging, and I thought it was a bit cool. Mm-hmm. You, you hear a funny story, Bunting? Mm-hmm. I got my uh, I passed my driving test in a Nissan Pulsar as well. Thank you very much. Really? Yep. Wow! I wonder none of us have been Pulsars have gone down that that road. <laughs> Scotty, Scotty, what, what did you get your license in? Mine was a Mazda six. Okay. Oh, all right, big luxury car, That's a nice car, luxury. Yeah, she just she hadn't had it for long, so you know, down off. Oh, geez, it would have been like oh four, oh five, around then. It was pretty much brand new. And yeah. she had pass and get my license in in that in a six. Pick. Is funny that same that same um uh, what's it called? Nissan Pulsar. My brother ended up doing his test in three years later, 
And the day before, the day or two before the test, he was doing a one last driving lesson, and he was sitting at a set of, at, a, at a at a at an intersection, and he got rammed up the ass. Um, oh. And so he had, he had to end up using my laser SR two in the test. <laughs> wow! Yeah, it got rammed up the backside real hard, and um, basically, um, yeah, munted the car. But it was it was still going like they fixed it, and now he's got he's got something else now. But yeah, that was that same car, and uh, <laughs> we all had a complaint about how bad that gearbox was in that car. It, it, it to go into <laughs> it had to it went into reverse. It was. It was <laughs> Um, but yeah, 1981. Uh, good year. Very mm-hmm. good year. Mercedes Benz W126S class. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just that car in itself is, I mean, it's just an icon, isn't it? Really? Like, like everybody knows what that, like, like for me, when I picture, when I picture Mercedes, I picture three cars. I picture a, a 126, I picture a, um, a 201. And I picture a, a R129. Like they're, they're the three that always. I mean, for you it probably might be a Pagoda and stuff, but those are the three for me that I, I guess because I, you know, growing up with them, seeing seeing more of them, you know, seeing a lot of those on the road. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it's the quintessential '80s dictator Mercedes. It was in every movie through the '80s, a bit like the SL. The bad guys always had S classes, and um, yeah, brilliant car in many many ways. So hindsight. You know, with age and what we know now, I would definitely say it's a tick. Absolutely. Tick. 82. Uh, 82. JB Chimera. The the supercar, the JB Chimera. Now, David is a staunch defender of these cars, um, but with fair reason, towards the end of their life, they kind of got them right. Um, yeah. but, but they weren't a they weren't a good car. Um, they they just yeah weren't great. Again, the build quality let them down in a lot of ways. There were definitely Monday cars and definitely Wednesday cars or Friday cars, whatever you call it. Yeah. And there were good ones and bad ones, unfortunately. And it was a bit hit and miss which one you got. Again, the wagon was was a really interesting thing. That was actually so the Camira was off the was General Motors J car, and again, like the Gemini being a T car, they were sold internationally in different uh, with lots of different badges on them. Everything from Cadillac to Opal to Vauxhall to everything, uh, but the wagons were actually designed in Australia, so that was a, a totally Australian design, and that was used around the world. Um, and uh, like the Citroen GS had the bumper bar attached to the the, the tailgate, so when the tailgate actually came up, you, you had a really low flat floor loading floor. It was very innovative. Doesn't make you proud though, David? Like the, yeah, a few like Australian designs, you know, it's doing well, doing well yeah. for us. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, good on them. Good on them. They had a good go. They had a good yeah, go. I can't give it a tick, though, I suppose. <laughs> no, I think it had some merit, like you say, but I can't give it a tick. It's a cross for me. Uh, Scotty? Yeah, big cross. Yeah, I think it's I'm iconic sure. in as much as when you talk about Wheels Car of the Year, people say, oh, the Camira was Car of the Year. Yeah. I mean, that's fairly... Sort of the one they go to as being the worst of all of them. Exactly, exactly. Oh. 83. It was a supercar. 83 is a good one. Ford Telstra Mazda 626. They shared the... Oh, yeah. This is the front driving Telstra 626. Correct. Yeah. Um, basically, they were... Um, they, they took down a lot of cars to to, to be a real, real strong competition. Toyota Supra, BMW 3 Series, Audi 100. Um, and basically, yeah. Some big news in that, in that list. But the... Yeah, Telstra 66. Good. Tick. Tick. Interesting that it was a dual winner. It chose 
to me how much more how much more similar the Telstar was to the Mazda version. Yeah. Um, then because in 1980 it was only the 323, it wasn't the 323 laser. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, it was um, obviously more closely related. Which was interesting because in a few years' time it wins it again. Um, but uh, again, both of them combined. Yes. So. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, 84 is a car that I hold close to my heart, a Mitsubishi Nimbus. I used to, love these. I thought that was so cool back in the day because we used to all get picked up and it was yeah. a revolutionary car. It was a Absolutely. really cool car. And, you know, I think I think they've got a 4G63 in there as well from, from memory, like or a variation of it, Scotty. That, that'll make you happy. Um, <laughs> but yeah. yeah big for me too. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of packaging, cost, you know, revol- different family, whatever. Um, absolute tick. Yeah, it ticks everything that Will's car of the year is is looking for. Yep, absolutely. They're actually um, known in our family as the Mitsubishi Numbat. The, the day it was awarded the um, car of the year, I can remember my wife coming out and saying, "Oh, did you see what one car of the year? Mitsubishi Numbat." Lovely. <laughs> oh, lovely, honey. Thank you. They've been known as Numbats ever since. <laughs> We, we will no uh, we, we will finish the 80s and then we'll we'll leave finish the 80s and then we'll get into the car quiz but uh, uh we'll, we'll we'll revisit tm magna 1985 uh, now we all know from our good friend mr andrew rigglesworth his love of the magna uh and we know from alan that the magna <laughs> is the uh, uh the solution to the financial crisis that a lot of people are finding themselves in these days um but the the the, the magna itself was quite the car when it came out like it was a big deal again like every other car early ones had issues but they kind of nailed it towards the end and i think they produced an okay car it's a tick for me this car absolutely what a big few years I for like mitsubishi the too the, yeah, absolutely. the back awards for mitsubishi they would have been very happy over at tonsley park in adelaide well put it this way the 80s was virtually besides the commodore um and Kamira, surprisingly, was Japanese, except for and and the and the and the S class. It was virtually run by the run by the Japanese. It was absolutely uh, eighty six award award withheld. Um, eighty seven. Here's a good one. Prelude four wheels. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I love these cars. Um, <laughs> uh, ever since my mom told me the story about her um, her sister's boyfriend had one brand spanking new, which would have been a hot car back in the day. Yeah. She's like, she's like, it was such a nice car to go in. And, and I was like, yeah, that wouldn't have been, that would have been a really nice car back then. Still is a nice car today. I think they've aged really well. And, I, been, uh, yeah, and, I, very and I still, and I still think um, most of the ones that are on the road are still quite good. Um, so yeah, I've yeah always had a soft spot plus pop-up headlights. I mean, that instantly wins was car of the year. <laughs> That's my it role. Very nice, very <laughs> Very nicely kept, beautiful original examples in the club of those cars, and and it, whenever they're out on show, you know people have just you know always remember them fondly. So yeah, no, they're dead. yeah. I feel I feel lucky that I've got to I've driven one a few times before. So really nice car. Um, beats some stiff competition in laser four wheel drive turbo BMW 735i and the Toyota AW11 MR2. That was the winner. Wow. Okay. 1988 was the VN Commodore. This was their second generation Commodore, the big body Commodore. Um, it beat the 5 Series and Honda Civic uh, to your horror, uh, Mr. Mm. But um, mm. important car, um, I wouldn't say the best Commodore. <laughs> uh, no. No. 
Uh, when I think of the N Commodores, I think of the the executive, the base model, on the fourteen inch wheels with those big flat disc carb caps and uh, ray bumper bars and the horrible plasticky vinyl fabric, crummy fabric interiors in them, and the dash which looked terrible. And uh, I was staggered when that was a water car of the year. I just thought, from going from. Um, the uh was the VL was the one before that, wasn't it? To the VN. I thought the VL was the better car, to be honest with you. percent And that three point eight litre Buick engine, you know, oh my goodness. I've been in both and been able to drive both and VL is was way better. Yeah. VN when I hopped in it, Dad had it for, for not too long and ugh. Yeah. <laughs> not yeah, even the- in Calais, not even in Calais form with a you know, halfway desirable, I, would, I wouldn't have thought. But, you know, they sold truckloads of them. Mm. Um, you know, very big, you know, in the rental market and the, obviously in the business market. And, 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 um, and V8 supercars was booming. Yeah, true, true. There was that. But, yeah, not, not my favourite. I, I just thought they were, like, just big and bulbous and, like, the wheels never looked like they fit properly in, in like, the no. Nelson side of the guards. And um, they, they just didn't look like, you know, looking like a nice car. And at the same token, the EA came at the same time, right? Um, and a lot of people hate the EA, but, EA, but interior-wise, the EAs were a bit nicer. Um, I, I, every, time I hop, every time I hop into a VN, and I've been in many VNs, um, don't ask why. I bet you have. Bad, bad, <laughs> bad life decisions. Um, but, um, I remember going in this, in this red wagon that this, this, this family I used to know used to have. And I was just like, it was just miserable. It was dreary. The plastics were horrible. Like the, the the cluster on it was just like two semicircles, and that was it. It was just it was just a, not a nice place to be. Um, yeah. It is rough. I, I never found. I never was in one that felt smooth to drive. Like they were rough. Yeah, it felt like you could feel every vibration from the engine. Like they felt they felt yes. really kind of. Yep. Um, which is which is weird because like you know and I and I try to explain this to, to to one of the guys I work with who's got a who's got a VPSS and I'm like I'm like VPSS IRS it's a bit of a it's a better car than a VN but um you know if if you hop in like that to like let's say the EA for its time the EA was so much the engine was so much more smoother um and I was just just a car that would one would win wheels car of the year being so just rough and guts I felt I felt mm. yeah probs not that's probably why they realised the the error of their ways in 1999 and awarded it to the MX5, <laughs> which <laughs> yes. um in itself is one of the probably the most like one of the most iconic cars ever made I think it, uh, I think it can deserve that accolade absolutely easily big tick for me the yeah, MX5. Um, 1990 was the LS400. We'll, we'll leave it at 1990 um, because we, you know, we, we've obviously got plenty more to go. Uh, we'll have to revisit this in a, in a few weeks' time. But 1990 was the LS400. Uh, Japan's answer to the S class in every way was better than an S class that it was benchmarked mm. against. Um, and basically, they, I don't think they made much money on each car they made because they undercut the Germans by such a big price range. And the Germans are like, how are they how are they selling this car for for this price? I think that was was what that what BMW and and Mercedes were doing. I believe they they bought cars, bought LS four hundred just to take them apart and just see how they're, mm. they're how they're making it for so less. And they still they weren't making any money on. Them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, beautifully um, over engineered, like incredibly um, sophisticated. Smooth, absolutely the smoothest um, V8 engine you can possibly have, I reckon. 
I still think it is the most smoothest V8 engine I've ever been in. Like, like any any one UZ is just a just a joy to be in. Like they just so it don't, they don't feel like a V8. It's and 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 that's and that's weird because like you want it to feel like a V8, but this in this V8 you kind of just like no, I I, I get this. This is a you know, it's this is a smooth, powerful, but refined. It, it it doesn't it it didn't feel like your um you know your push rod engine V8. It feels like a well engineered quad cam V8. You know, it felt felt smooth, felt felt refined, and and I think that's it's it's a definitely a worthy winner. So you realise that 1990 now is 33 years ago. So mm-hmm. that car is 33 years old. Um, it. Uh, I, I saw a beautiful one in Campbell yesterday. Uh, I was sitting at the lights and it was parked and I said, good long look at it. It was a really, really, still a very handsome design, beautifully proportioned. Um, and the interior in them was just absolute luxury. It was great. They were great cars. I still want one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and the sad uh, thing is, you know, probably five, well, maybe maybe closer to 10 years ago, you know, they were $5,000. You know, you could pick one up for five grand, but... That time has uh, passed. I think, I think people have realised the, the the value in them, and, and prices have been on the, on the rise for quite a while. To find a good one, there are plenty of mounted ones around, you know, because they're so reliable. I'll just keep mm. going. Um, sadly, of course, when you start putting spares that specifically have Lexus written on the box rather than Toyota, the price of them becomes a little pretty big. Mm. But uh, but yeah, really showed the world what the Japanese could do with it as. A, uh, with a quality motor car. Yeah, that is um for me and I, I still think the first gen, like the preface lift, the first version mm. of the LS one is the best looking LS one hundred. Like absolutely. Like, like the updates they were, yeah, they're all right, but they, they never looked as good as the as the first LS one hundred in, in my eyes. Like the that first yeah. one was 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 the car. Like that's that's what I'd have. We'll leave it there, gentlemen. We'll have to revisit this, but mostly ticks, surprisingly. I mean, we only had we, we only had a few negatives on the um on the VN, on the uh, what's it called this? the Chimera Passat, I think was was two uh, Leyland P seventy six, um, and yeah, it's about it really. Oh, you'll see Tirana wasn't didn't meet with worldwide acclaim, did it? No, no, but or but podcast wide acclaim. But prior to that, everything else was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm happy with that. Uh, we'll, Which shows uh, that wheels. As Ed said at the, the beginning, it was quite an exhaustive process, and and most of the time they seem to get it right. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think they've got a pretty good hit record. Definitely got a got a good hit record with that, because um, because in the for the following year was it was it was tied, um, and and again tied, and then well tied two of the same car essentially. And it kept going along, but we'll get we'll get to we'll do the nineties and up until now in uh, in a couple episodes time. Mm-hmm. Shall we get into the quiz, gentlemen? I'm ready. Let's go. Let's get into it. All right, it's time for the quiz now. Edward has joined us back for the quiz with good friend of his, Renault Rob. How you doing, Rob? We call him Renault Rob. Why? Because he I, has a Renault. I have a Renault. Mm. A Renault 16. That's how I met him through Renault 16. Look, look, Matt. That's how I met you. That's how I met Renault Rob. Yeah. Look at that. That's maybe how I'll divorce David and Scott will be because of that. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I pulled up in Como Park, popped the bonnet, and never looked back. <laughs> <laughs> never looked back. Never looked back. Can I make you a sticker? Bringing people together. Yeah, right. The, the Renault 16, the gift, the gifts on giving. Like, oh, I want to make you that sticker that that it's it'll be you know that brings people together. Um, it's so funny. Really. 
we were um, just talking about another one of your cars, Rob, actually. Oh. 1989, Wheels Car of the Year award winner. Ah, oh, Master MX5. MX5 in A, yes. That's right. NA. That's right. Also, because of me. Because of Ed. Also because <laughs> oh, of and because of David. Oh, and because of me too. Because oh, it was David's son-in-law. Oh, yeah. hi, Sean. Hi, Sean. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. I didn't realise that. Yeah. <laughs> we saw you at that picnic thing and... um. That's right. He was there and he sat in it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, Sean is married to David's daughter. Well, let's see. There we go. Yeah. Connected. Amazing. Anyway, we're back for the car quiz. Renner Rob's going to partake on his own merit. It's not going to be Ed and Rob. Maybe Rob. All right. Right. The crowd. Well, I'm not going to do very well. No, you're a car guy. Come on. You're a car guy. I'm a car guy. Okay. Well, let's get straight into it then. Rob, good luck. It works with how we do is we do 10 questions. I don't know if you've ever heard the quiz before, but 10 questions plus some bonus questions. You buzz in with your name. So you go, Rob, and then we'll we'll be like, yep, Rob. And then you're given a chance to answer. Okay. All right. Let's get into it. Question one. What car has just been announced as Wheels Car of the Year? David. David. Straight in there. Board Everest. Board Everest is the correct answer. Really? Everest? Okay. Yes. This is the new one. Just launched new one. Just launched. Yeah. Correct. Big, big car. Big car. Big, big car. Uh, Ranger Station Wagon. Yeah. Yes. Question two. Ralph Nader's 1965 book, Unsafe at Any Speeds, was predominantly Ed. about which vehicle? Ed? Ford Pinto. Incorrect. Ooh, no, I know Dave. it now. The Chevrolet. Corvair. Corvair, correct is uh, that is the correct answer. There was one high ball last last high ball at um, Bosch. There oh. was one. Yeah, it was very cool seeing one. They're actually a good looking car. I quite like them. Mm. Um, David, would you like a score check just to, just to let everybody Thank know? You. That'd be great. Um, yeah, David's on two. Um, everybody else on zero. Um, question three. On Ford's first day after showing the original 1964 and a half Mustang to the world, how many orders in the thousands did they get? Closest to you will get the chocolates. Ooh. So you remember this is back in the night in 1964. It, it was um, a lot. It was a lot. Mm. Um, and it's yeah. under a hundred. It's under a hundred thousand. Put it that way. But they they got this. Is how many orders they got on the first day? I'll go seventy-five. 75,000, says David. 50. 50, says Rob. 30,000. 30, says uh, Mr. Bunting. I'll go 48. 48. Is there, any, is there any tension music or anything we could... Oh, I can do something. Um, now every time we hear boom boom, I think of the the uh, uh law and order boom boom. Dun, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right, how many Mustangs? 22,000 on the first day they ordered, so that means Edward Bunting gets the chocolate. Thank you very much. Question four recently at auction, a Ford Sierra RS500 Cosworth sold for a ridiculous amount of money. How much was his record breaking price? Ed, Ed. Eight hundred thousand dollars. Eight hundred k says Edward. Really? <laughs> it's just a guess. Yeah. Now they only I'll made hundred of these cars. Just just putting it out there. Um, I'll say two hundred fifty thousand. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars for an eighties Merc, eighties uh, uh, Ford. Uh, Scotty. I will go three fifty. Three fifty says Scotty and Rob. I reckon two fifty. 
250. You guys are miles off. It sold for over a million dollars. It sold for one million and fifty-eight thousand dollars. Oh, I got the prize. You did, Mr. Bunting. Which <laughs> Thank you. Never mind. Yeah, never mind. Never mind the, the two hundred thousand hours out. <laughs> I knew it was up there. I heard something about it being up there. Which is an insane amount of money for what is essentially an eighties Ford. <laughs> so, yeah. Bonus question: Who built the RS five hundred? Can't remember. It was a homologation race car. Uh, the Cosworth was is known as the most winningest car of all time in any form of motorsport. Um, is it that um, motorsport team? You know, I don't know. Guy. I don't know. Take a step, Rob. Go. No, Take I can't think of the name. Put it out there. <laughs> They're British. They are British. I'll give you that. They are British. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give, you point, I'll give you point five, Rob. That's point you're point five there for yeah, thank you. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I'm rocking it up the chest. Yeah, really on the board. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say like McLaren, but it's someone like that. Is it someone like that? Yeah, it's someone like that, but it's not. It's not McLaren. Uh but no, you got point five for 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 the UK. Yeah, minus point five. Stay so. quiet. No, just stay quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I've invited you on. I'm oh, really taking liberties. Sorry. Taking liberties. <laughs> which was the winner in 1990, I think, of Wheels Car the well, A Super Liberty? No, it wasn't. As, was it 91? It won, it won somewhere there. 90, it won. 94 and 98. 94 and 98. Yeah, it won twice. In a, it won twice. No, no, it won before 94. The first Gen Liberty won. Yeah, it won the first Gen Liberty won. Bring up the list, Matthew. It won in 1993 or 94. 94, the first Gen. Now the first gen, 94 was the second gen. Yeah, it, 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 second gen was the first time it won. Then it won again in 98. Oh, the second. So the first gen Liberty didn't win Wheels Car. Win. No. So good of good car. Okay. Well, what's, what's it going to be, gentlemen? Oh, oh, so, oh, oh, oh David, David, David. Was it Tickford, was it? It was Tickford oh. with uh, – Tickford yeah. is, is half the – I'll give you one mark. They also built it with somebody else. Oh, okay, okay. okay. So um, – and they are uh, – Is it – Pro Drive, Pro Drive's Tickford, but that's 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 already been. Oh, okay. So you, you've got one, you've got one more attempt. They are in Formula One, and it's not McLaren. So that's that should give you the Williams. answer. Williams, Williams, Williams. No. Frank, it wasn't a Will- it wasn't Williams. Williams. Oh. That's who I was thinking of. Okay. Oh, good. Lucky to say, not McLaren. It was Tickford and Sauber. <laughs> <laughs> You give up, Scotty? Um, I'm trying to think who's left. It's Mansell. Well, because you said it's Nigel. Nigel. <laughs> Nigel. Nigel Mansell built it himself. Away. <laughs> you said they're from Tyrrell. Yeah? Was they it are... Red Bull Racing? It wasn't Red Bull Racing. <laughs> Red Bull Racing. Head in the center. Um, Ed the only one had a finger in the pie, didn't he? Yeah. The only <laughs> British ones I can think of off the top of my head is Sester Martin. Aston Martin's correct. It was Aston Martin. Oh, oh, Aston Martin and uh, Tickford wow. together okay. to five. They made five hundred RS five hundreds, uh, which I were all never for would have picked Aston Martin. Wow. All for That's homologation. Why when I rack in my brain, I'm like, there's only McLaren and like Aston Martin, and and you got Williams, but you already said no to that. Like yeah. Aston Martin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. So score check. It's tightening up. Edward two, Scotty one, David three, and Mr. Rob on what point five? Um, question five. Still anybody's game. <laughs> Hyundai. 
or Hyundai or Hyundai, Hyundai. offers a ute in other markets, it possibly coming to Australia. What is it called? David. David. It's called the Santa Fe, isn't it? Incorrect. The Santa Fe is an SUV. Mm, we talked about this at work the other day and I can't remember. I know. It's no, currently can't... here for evaluation. I know, I know. Okay, okay. Can't remember the name. Does it start with R? No, it starts with Santa. <laughs> oh, there you go, yeah. Monica. Monica is incorrect, Rob. Not Cruz, Santa Cruz? It is Santa Cruz, but you've already been... Yeah, yeah, okay, so no one gets, oh, no one gets the point. Question six. The Subaru XV has recently changed its name for what? Ed. Ed got in there first. It's the Subaru Crosstrek, I think. Crosstrek is absolutely correct. You're tying up the top score yep. with three apiece. Um, question seven. Kia's Picanto is a very popular small car. What does Picanto David. mean? David. I mean, spicy. Spicy yeah. is absolutely correct. Well done. Hmm. It's an Italian, is it? I, know, I think so. It's Italian Spanish, and Spanish. It means the same in both. Oh, Spanish. Yeah. Um, Hola. Bonus Hola. question. <laughs> in its home market of South Korea, it's known as something different. What's it called? Uh, it is. You're right. Correct. The Kia Chili. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not the chili. It's 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 not the. Uh, it's, it's got nothing to do with spice. Put it that way. It, it's not a. It's not the. Uh, uh, what's it called uh, American Reaper? What, what, what are they? What are they? Whatever they call those really. The ghost. Yeah. Um. It's ghost chilies. It's it's got nothing to do with with uh, with burning. This this one. Oh, I've heard it, but I can't remember what it is. <laughs> no idea, gentlemen. No. It's the morning. They call it the uh, the Kia morning. Like as in morning, waking up in the morning, which is a weird. Okay, not M O U R. Not M O U. Not not to mourn. I mean, as in I don't no, know no, why you'd be morning. Why you'd be morning in that car? Because it's kind of a cool car. They could call it the Kia Crack of Dawn. Crack of Dawn, yeah. <laughs> crack of. But I guess I guess in Korean, morning might say, "Oh, it's haha, morning. It's it's exciting. It, it doesn't mean it's morning." Mm. Imagine imagine you walk up to 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 like a club and be like. like Got to take a woman home one night, and they'll be like, um, and they'll be like, "What are you driving?" I'm like, I've got a morning baby. Like, it's just, it's just like it just says it sounds sleazy at the Very same time. Pretty anyway. close to morning. So. Better not have a <laughs> Yeah, just keep your picanto. Yeah, change the badges. Yeah. We need to do a whole episode on on names that don't translate. Yes. Yeah. Don't be a hero driver. Be a wanker. Oh God. <laughs> Next. Question eight. The Mazda 3 shares this platform with how many Mazda vehicles on sale? So there's so how many other Mazda vehicles on sale in their range does it share its Ed. Ed. I don't Two other. I just want you to give me a number. Two others other than the Mazda 3. Choosing correct. Mm. Mm. Take a stab. I had one of those. Take a stab. I'm trying to think. I'm going to say Rob. Rob. <laughs> Rob. <laughs> Rob. You're, you're uh, in Rob? Three others. Yep. Three others is correct. What well, well, there you go. One, one point. Bang. Uh, Scott, Renault Rob, 1.5. Ed on three and David on four. There is still two questions to go. Oof. Question Ooh. nine. How many generations of the Toyota Yaris have there been? Eight. Oh, that was so close. I can't, I can't tell that you guys apart. Could you, could you tell them apart, Scotty? I couldn't. It was like they said at the same time. It just oh. depends. You know, one name's longer than the other. 
That's all I can think of. Fine, David. It's your birthday week. You have uh, one. Do you mean in Australia or we're in the home market? I guess in, in terms of generation, because in Australia we called the first generation as an echo. So, um, echo, echo, so echo. including the echo. But I tell you what, there's only one way to settle this, and you guys do a rock paper scissors live online, and then you can. You can right. Okay, ready? Wait, you, you're gonna shoot on three. Two. On paper, scissors, rock, and it, but but on rock, you you, you yeah. All right. Okay, so one scissors rock rock. Oh, scissors cut paper still you, David. Okay. No, David. I'll probably get it wrong, so you can bread read in. <laughs> Including including echo. Echo. Three. Incorrect. Ed. Ed. Four. Four is correct, Edward. What are that'll teach you to get him first, David. (laughs) It's any it's anyone's game if your name is David and and Edward. Question (laughs) ten. Spell VW's version of camper van. Ed. Ed. Spell VW's version of camper van. Mm -hmm. Yep. By that you mean spell it in in letters. Spell it out. Like, but do you mean the caravel? No, they've got on their on their website. You can buy the camper van. You can spell how they spell camper van. Yeah. K A mm-hmm. M P. This is where you need to be careful here. R V A N. That's what I would. That's, that's correct. Yeah, that's that's oh. exactly how they spell it. <laughs> oh, with a K. Well there you go. Well done, Edward. Spell with a K, camper van, because VW like to be different. That's um, what they do. Well done, uh, Edward. I was going to say B E A C H. The camp camper van. Or a letter with the two dots. Yeah, an umlaut. Uh, yes, at the top, yeah. Yeah, umlaut. Yeah, camper van. Yeah. Have a sausage in my camper van? Yes, this is good. This is good. good Score check, Scotty one, Renault Rob 1.5, David on four, and tonight's winner on a grand total of five, Cinco, is Mr. Edward Bunting. Well done. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. It was a tight game. You were it was a very tight game. Yeah, I was on five. It's the <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Rob. Thank it's you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you were morning. Right? That's morning. Yeah. <laughs> Can you guys believe someone spent... Over a million dollars on a Sierra Cosworth. Like, I mean, it's, I guess it's and a they didn't car. make very many, you know, but, so it's a pretty big. I mean, to be fair, it's that's a the only big... reason why it's sold for so much. It's got the rally heritage, you know, people. Yeah, are... that helps. That's booming it at the moment. It, it's got, um, it's got like lots of racing pedigree. It's, as I said, it's the most winningest race car of all time. So, most winningest race car. Generational. <laughs> that is that's Matthew, but yes, that's what it's. That's how it's said, winningest. And I, I know it's not a, winningest. That's not a word. I know I it's not a word. I don't think I'm going to find that in Oxford Dictionary. <laughs> but that's what they said. Even um, Richard Hammond said that. Thank you very much. Most winningest car yeah, in history. Winning. So the the BMW E30 M3 won the most, I believe, was it races, but the most things the Sierra competed in, it won. So. Um, so yeah, that was uh, that's why it's got that that term. Very nice, Renner Rob. Thank you for joining us for the quiz. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. We'll have to come back for a whole episode one day. Yeah, that'll be fun. Cars, but we'll give it a go. Yeah, give it a crack. I think that'd be good. We can talk about your. One thing I like about Robbie's attitude. He's a can-do attitude. That's what this podcast's all about: positivity in it. Positivity. Typical Renault owner. Yeah, you gotta yes. be you gotta stay positive. You gotta be positive. positive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, very good, very good. Gentlemen, I think that's a podcast. We'll do some plugs. Scotty, golf tip of the week. 
golf tip of the week. So I know a lot of times if you go out and play golf, you kind of just maybe want to play with friends or by yourself. A lot of the times now the golf courses will, you can book in a time and you might be selected with a few other people. Try and play against with a whole bunch of different people. Um, you pick up lots of tips. A lot of people out there good at their golf, play against people that are better. Mm. You learn quite a lot. You heard it. You stuck like me. Great. You heard it here, Scotty. That, that, that is a that is a that is a great um a great tip, a great Scotty's golf tip for the week. Thank you. Make uh, friends and learn. Correct. Exactly right. You could put that with anything, really. Actually, mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely. David Prince and Edward Bunting, you do a podcast, which is coming back soon. Um, it is called soon. any day now. Uh, well, a few days away. <laughs> um, it's called Auto Retro. And it's on uh, Spotify and uh, iTunes, uh, YouTube, and all the top uh, podcast platforms. You can listen to the eight episodes we've done again and again. Again and again. They get better, actually, the more you listen to them. on. Wear them out. Wear them out. (laughs) (laughs) They're good listening, good listening. Renault, Rob, you've got a a Renault 16, so we'll plug you because you're cool. Yeah, <laughs> the cool part definitely. Yeah, I've got definitely got a Renault though. No, it's 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 cool. It's very cool. Um, it's I, I mean I I find Renault Sixteen is very cool because it's it's the car Edward and I bonded over. And then if it um, wasn't if, if it wasn't for Edward, I wouldn't have met my new best friend in David. Um, sorry. <laughs> I'm glad I can give you friends that you can steal. So and Rob, yours is track yellow as well, isn't it? No, it's the sage grey. Sage oh, gray. okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, I'm, I'm just. I playing. thought you could have been a, had a little wedding car business going with matching. No, that's Finn. Finn's got the the. Oh, uh, Finn has the track yellow. Okay. He's got the yellow one. Yeah. Mm. Like and share no. our Facebook page. It's Car Talk T O R Q with Manny J. If you miss any of our previous episodes, they're all up on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasting app or RSS feed. So find us there. Check out merch. Go to our Teespring store. Go to teespring.com and type in Car Talk Store. Buy some merch there to support us or support us by becoming a patron to our patron. Hi to our number one patron. Thank you for supporting the show over the last few months. Thank you, gentlemen. It's been a lovely, lovely show and we'll see you next time. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Bye. See ya.